Welcome to the New Humanist Advent Podcast, December the 1st. Robin Ince talks to Stephen Fry. I'm with Stephen Fry. My first question is, for religion we have Jesus, uh, but if they were going to have a science day, is there any scientists you believe should be more celebrated than any other? Well, I think there are some scientists who are under-celebrated, like you might argue people like Heaviside or whoever, the sort of self-made scientists, if you like, who are most impressive. Um, I, between Newton and Galileo, I think they're pretty much celebrated enough. And Darwin, I'm not saying actually that uh, they're over-celebrated, but in the end, if you wanted to pick uh, an exemplum, I suppose, I suppose you'd have to choose, for me, someone like Hooke. I, I think he was such a great example of the individual power of the inquiring mind and most particularly of the British um, the British contribution to science, if you like, which is empiricism. I, I think that's the great thing. Even Newton, who or, or people now remember somehow with less affection than they used to because of his slightly mad excursions into alchemy in his later life. But I, I always think, compare him with Pascal. Pascal had a theory about light that was very beguiling. It was a rational theory about light. And we tend to confuse, we tend to think, if we are humanists, that we are rationalists and the other side are superstitious, but actually it's not that. Rationalism is a kind of superstition too. The real trick is to be empiricist, is to try to see whether things are repeatable, uh, to see whether they work. Don't just use your reason, because that can lose you, as Pascal did. He had a reasonable theory. What Newton did was he cut out a piece of cardboard and stuck a hole in it, and no Frenchman would ever dream of <laughs> dirtying their hands with that kind of empirical science. Well, not until at least uh, Lavoisier and people, obviously, were very great too. So I, I, I think, um, but Hooke, because he built, you know, uh, you know he built devices, uh, he, he, he combined, to me, I mean, I love pure science, um, you know, blackboard science, what, what scientists often call the, the dry science, which isn't wet, you know. But, but I think people like Hooke, who combined, uh, combined the hands-on physical ability to make machines and devices to examine the world and to inquire and to test what they thought, and, and even, of course, as an architect on the streets of air and all the other things that Hooke was responsible for. But micrography, of course, is one of the great achievements of the 17th century. So I, I would choose Hooke. That's a long answer. Uh, if you could have this Christmas uh, one of the great scientific inventions, something you don't have in the house, or indeed even a chance to perhaps see something like the Library of Alexandria in its heyday, if there was one package you could open and see something marvellous of the scientific past what would be within that wow there are so many interesting scientific devices they tended to be beautiful of course in the 17th and 18th century um, I suppose you know a perfect orrery is still one of the most lovely things you actually see them occasionally in antique shops in the very very expensive parts of uh, London and Paris and uh, and they tend to go for literally tens of, even hundreds of thousands of pounds. But an orrery, one of those, like an astrolabe, one of those models of the solar system in brass and silver, I think would be a lovely thing to have. Mm -hmm.